Welcome back to the Learning to Change podcast, where we explore the transformative power of the modern learner's lens and put the focus on learning. We redefine change through the lens of learning and explore the fascinating concept of immunity to change based on the groundbreaking work of Robert Keegan and Lisa Leahy. In today's world, personal growth and transformation are crucial for success and happiness, but often we find ourselves struggling to make lasting changes. In our previous episode, we introduced the modern learner's lens, likening it to a kaleidoscope where beliefs, contexts, and practices come together to create a vibrant, harmonious learning culture. Today, we're going to connect the modern learner's lens to immunity to change, a powerful psychological framework that helps us uncover the deep-rooted assumptions and unconscious conflicting commitments that hold us back from achieving our goals. Throughout this journey, we'll guide you through the five essential steps to overcoming your immunity to change. The five steps are one, commit to a change goal. Two, describe the behavior you need to change. Three, Uncover your hidden competing commitments. Four, tease out your big assumptions. And five, test those big assumptions. As we delve into the Immunity to Change map, a practical guide for navigating these hidden barriers and fostering growth, we'll also share stories of transformation to bring this concept to life. You'll learn how to connect the modern learner's lens with the immunity to change to create lasting, positive transformation in your personal and professional lives. So join us as we embark on this journey of self-discovery, growth, and lasting change. Let's dive into the world of immunity to change and unlock the secrets to transformation in your life. Let's start with identifying the connection between the modern learner's lens and immunity to change. The connection lies in their shared focus on personal growth, transformation, and overcoming barriers that hinder progress. Both concepts emphasize the importance of self-awareness, reflection, and adaptability in personal and professional development. The focus of the modern learner's lens and immunity to change is on learning. The modern learner's lens is a perspective that helps individuals understand the various elements that contribute to a successful learning experience. It highlights the importance of beliefs, contexts, and practices in shaping a vibrant and harmonious learning culture. By adopting the modern learner's lens, individuals can identify the areas in which they need to grow and develop ultimately fostering a growth mindset and a culture of continuous improvement. Immunity to change, on the other hand, is a psychological framework that helps individuals identify and address the deep-rooted assumptions and unconscious conflicting commitments that prevent them from making meaningful changes. By engaging in the immunity to change process, individuals can gain a better understanding of the internal barriers they face and develop strategies to overcome them, leading to lasting change and growth. 
The connection between the modern learner's lens and immunity to change is the complementary nature of their approaches. The modern learner's lens encourages individuals and organizations to examine their learning environment and personal beliefs in the context of growth, while immunity to change provides a structured process for identifying and addressing the hidden barriers that prevent progress. Together, these concepts empower individuals to adopt a growth mindset, engage in self-reflection, and make meaningful changes to foster personal and professional development. Again, they're focused on learning. Today, we're going to go on an exploration using the Immunity to Change map, a powerful tool that has helped countless people, including myself, create significant and lasting transformations. So grab a piece of paper, fold it into four columns, and let's get started on this journey. In the first column, we're going to identify the commitment we want to focus on. Ask yourself, if I could be better at one thing that would make the most difference in my effectiveness and happiness, what would it be? As you think about that for yourself, I'll begin to take you through my personal immunity to change map. The map I'll tell you about today had a profound impact on my life, and I want the same for you. When I answered the question, if I could get better at one thing that would make the most difference in my effectiveness and happiness, what would it be? My realization for commitment came after a prolonged season of fighting with my husband about the amount of time I was working. His perspective was that I was a workaholic and all I cared about was my job and my business. He felt that I didn't care at all about him or my family. Obviously, that wasn't true, but admittedly, I was working all the time. Every moment of free time, I logged into my computer. After realizing that if I didn't make a drastic change soon, I was going to destroy the family I was working so hard to support. It was time for me to take responsibility for the role I was playing in this season of never-ending arguments. I decided to commit to preserving nights and weekends for my family, friends, and hobbies. My workaholic tendencies were getting the best of me, so I needed to commit to finding more time for leisure. As you finish answering the question in the first column of your paper, if I could get better at one thing that would make the most difference in my effectiveness and happiness, what would it be? After you finish answering that question in the first column, make sure that your commitment is true to you, that it implicates you, it holds you accountable for the change and no one else, and is stated affirmatively. There's no need to beat yourself up anymore because... Somebody in the world is already doing that. It is important to remember that it's not an outcome. This is not a place for a smart goal. This is a place for a genuine commitment. In the second column, we'll examine the technical aspect of change. Ask yourself, what am I currently doing and not doing that gets in the way of my column one commitment? In my case, I was juggling a day job, and a small business. I was not blocking time for specific projects in either my day job or my small business. I was also not assigning specific amounts of time to specific projects. 
any good idea made it onto my to-do list, I logged into my computer whenever I wasn't required to physically be doing something else. I did not hire anyone to support me in my business. I did not engage in any extra activities with friends or families. I did not have hobbies. As you identify those things that you are doing and are not doing that get in the way of the commitment you identified, focus on identifying behaviors, not emotions. There is no need to should all over yourself in this moment. And avoid adding explanations or fix-it plans at this stage. State these things as facts. It is what it is, and there is no connotation needed. Moving on to column three, we need to divide this column into two parts. For the top part of the column, we're going to identify our worries. Imagine doing the opposite of your column two behaviors. What fears or worries come up for you? For me, I worried that if I logged off or engaged in other hobbies, I wouldn't make enough money, my business would fail, and that I would be bored without constantly working. I worried that even if I hired someone, they wouldn't be able to do what I do. So dig into your worries. If you did the opposite of everything in column two, what would you be worried about? These worries feel yucky. Sit with them. Identify those worries and feel, for just a little bit, that worry. These worries help you find the clarity you need to move forward. Once you've identified the worries, turn your fears into commitment statements and write those commitments in the bottom half of column three. These are your competing commitments which are in direct conflict with your column one commitment. In my case, after recognizing my worries, I realized I was actually committed to doing all the work in my business and not sharing the money of the business until I saw returns, even at the cost of hurting my family. I was also committed to not having any free time for my family or friends. I was committed to filling every minute of time with work. I was committed to ignoring the needs of my family. Your column three commitments reveal your hidden commitments, which are the real reasons behind your column two behaviors. And when those hidden commitments surface, it should feel really yucky. But it should also be eye-opening in a way that helps you work through the things blocking your change and growth. In column four, we'll identify the assumptions that make your column three commitments make sense. If the column three commitments make sense, what do you assume to be true? I assumed that I was the only one who could do the work. I assumed no one else in my life needed me when I was working. And the biggest assumption was that the work I did on nights and weekends, the work I was doing in place of spending time with my family, mattered. 
These assumptions can feel incredibly powerful and limiting. And looking at your column three commitments, what are your assumptions? How do they make you feel? If it helps, use if-then statements to identify those big assumptions. After identifying your big assumptions, it's time to test your assumptions to prove them right or wrong. I decided I wanted to test whether or not the work I was doing on nights and weekends even mattered. To test that assumption, I committed to logging off my computer every day by 4.30 and not logging in until 8 a.m. the next day. I also stopped working weekends entirely. I imagined that I would feel anxious and that there would be times where I would have to break my commitment. But I went all in for six weeks, paying particular attention to when I felt an urge to log in and noticing what I did in order to ignore my urge. Over the next six weeks, the urge to work subsided a lot, and my relationship with my husband and kids also improved a lot. They started to stop and chat with me instead of racing out of my sight when they got home. To my surprise, it wasn't just my relationships that improved. The bottom line of my business also improved. It turned out that I made more money during the time I wasn't working nights and weekends. This new approach helped me prioritize revenue-generating tasks and led to lasting change in the business and in my life. I've managed to continue my commitment to preserving nights and weekends for family, friends, and hobbies. Admittedly, the hobbies came much later, but in 2022, I read 25 books and I'm on track to read 45 in 2023. What assumption will you test? What will the test be? Don't just stop with the awareness of your competing commitments. Establish a test and prove to yourself that your assumptions are wrong. The Immunity to Change map is a powerful tool that can help you identify hidden commitments and overcome barriers to create lasting change. I hope that by my sharing my own experience, you feel inspired and empowered to embark on your journey toward meaningful transformation. Immunity to change is not just an individual phenomenon. It can also manifest in organizations as well. Within organizations, hidden commitments may arise from various sources, such as cultural norms, unspoken expectations, or conflicting goals. These commitments can lead to resistance to change and make it challenging for organizations to stay focused on their commitment to learning and growth. It's crucial for organizations to recognize these barriers and address them systematically to create a culture that embraces change and continuous learning. I encourage you to reflect on your own experiences, both as an individual and as a member of an organization. Consider how the Immunity to Change framework can help you uncover hidden commitments and assumptions that may be holding you and your organization back. By applying the lessons we've discussed today, you can begin to overcome these barriers and create a more dynamic, growth-oriented learning environment for yourself and 
your organization. Remember, change is an essential part of growth, and understanding our immunity to change can be the key to unlocking our full potential. Embrace the journey, stay curious, and continue learning as you strive for personal and professional transformation. Thank you for tuning in to the Learning to Change podcast. We look forward to accompanying you on your journey to growth and transformation in the next episodes. Until then, keep the focus on learning. Thank you for joining me today on the Learning to Change podcast. I hope you found our discussion insightful and inspiring. As we continue to explore the power of learning and its impact on change, remember that it's not about pushing yourself or others to change, but about embracing the process of learning. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform so you never miss an episode. If you're ready to take your learning journey to the next level or bring about a culture of learning in your organization, join us in our free Modern Learners community. We are here to help you navigate the challenges and celebrate the successes that come with embracing learning and change. Simply go to modernlearners.community and join us today you'll find all the resources from today's show in there. Until next time, stay curious and remember, I'm not asking you to change, I'm asking you to learn. Learning to Change is produced by Yellow House Media. Our production coordinator is Lou Blaser. Marty Seafelt edits our episodes. Our production assistant is Emily Kilduff. And Sean McMullen is our executive producer. Learning to Change is recorded on the stolen land of the Sauk and Fox tribes, the Miami Nation, the Osati, Shakawi, Sioux, Ho-Chunk, and Kickapoo peoples.